ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಜಯತಿ ಪರಾಶರಸೂನು ಸತ್ಯವತಿ ಹೃದಯ ನಂದನೋ ವ್ಯಾಸ ಯಸ್ಯಾ ಕಮಲಗಲಿತ ವಾಂಗ್ಮಯಮೃತ ಜಗತ್ಪಿಬತಿ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಶೇಷಂ ರಾಮಾನುಜ ಮುನಿ ವಾಯು ಮಧ್ವಮಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಆಚಾರತ್ರಯಮಾಶ್ರೇ ಓಂ ಹಂಸ ಹಂಸಾಯ ವಿಮಯ ಪರಮಹಂಸಾಯ ಧೀಮಹಿ ತನ್ನೋ ಹಂಸ ಪ್ರಚೋದಯತ್ ಓಂ ತತ್ಸವಿತುರ್ವರಂ ರೂಪಂ ಜ್ಯೋತಿ ಪರಸ್ಯೀಮಹಿ ಎನ್ನ ಸತ್ಯನ ದೀಪಯೇತ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಓಂ ಭದ್ರಂ ಕರಣೇ ವಿಶ್ವಣುಯಾಮದೇವಾ ಭದ್ರಂ ಪಶ್ಯೇಮಾಕ್ಷಿರ್ದಿರೈರಂಗೈಸ್ವಾಂಗಸ್ತನೂಭಿ ವಶೇ ಮದೇವಹಿತು ಯದಾಯು ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನಂದ್ರೋರುದ್ರಶ್ರವಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನಪೂಷಾ ವಿಶ್ವೇದಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನಸ್ತಾರ್ಕ್ಷೋರಿಷ್ಟನೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪ್ರತಿದ್ದು ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನೇ ನಮೋ ಅಸ್ವಗ್ನಯೇ ನಮಃ ಪೃಥಿವ್ಯೈ ನಮ ಔಷಧಿಭ್ಯ ನಮೋ ವಾಚೇ ನಮೋ ವಾಚಸ್ಪತೆಯೇ ನಮೋ ವಿಷ್ಣುವೇ ಬೃಹತೆ ಕರೋಮಿ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ಶನ್ನೋ ಮಿತ್ರ ಶಂವರುಣ ಶನ್ನೋವತ್ವರ್ಯಮ ಶನ್ನಯಿಂದ್ರೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿ ಶನ್ನೋ ವಿಷ್ಣುರುಕ್ರಮ ನಮೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನೇ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ವಾಯುವ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾಸಿ ತ್ವಾಮೇವ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಋತಂ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ಸತ್ಯಂ ವದಿಷ್ಯಾಮಿ ತನ್ಮಾಮವತು ತದ್ವಕ್ತಾರಮವತು ಅವತು ಮಾಂ ಅವತು ವಕ್ತಾರಂ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ತಕ್ಷಮ್ಯೋರಾವೃಣೀಮಹೇ ಗಾತು ಯಜ್ಞಾಯ ಗಾತು ಯಜ್ಞಪತೆ ದೈವೀ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿರಸ್ತು ನಸ್ತಿರ್ಮಾನುಷೇಭ್ಯ ಊರ್ಧ್ವಂ ಜಿಗಾತು ಭೇಷಜಂ ಶನ್ನೋ ಅಸ್ತು ದ್ವಿಪದೇ ಶಂಖ್ಯತುಷ್ಪದೇ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿದ್ವಿಷ್ಯಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಾವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಆಲ್
for the second session on Atharva Upanishad, popularly known as Munduka Upanishad. We have already seen first five mantras. The most critical part, the most interesting, the most valuable, the most attention-grabbing and a compelling thing to understand is the classification of that para and aparavidya. That is really the crux. It's very, very, the Upanishad has dealt it in most beautiful way, most beautiful way. Uh, from the next mantra today, Arbindoji will be deal, dealing with from the fifth uh, to up to ninth mantra today. I think it will be a more interesting <laughs> wonderful session. I request Shri Arbindoji, please uh, talk on the same. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Om Namo Brahma Dibhyo, Brahma Vidya Sampradaya Kartrubhyo, Om Sharishibhyo, Mahadhyo, Namo Gurubhyaha, Shankaram Shankarachadhyam, Keshavam Bhadarayanam, Sutra Vashikrita Vande, Bhagavantau Punapunaha, Ishwaro Guru Ratmiti, Murti Beda Vibhagini, Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya, Dakshina Muktaye Namaha. Om Badram Karne Vishrunu Yama Deva, Badram Vashe Makshavir Yajatraha, Spirai Angai Tushtu Vagum Satanubihi, Vyashema Deva Hitam Yadayuhu, Sostina Indro Vridhashravaha, Sostina Pusha Vishavedaha, Sostina Starcho Arishtanemihi, Sostina Bhraspatil Tatatu Om Shanti 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 Sri Guru Pyodamaha. So, the Wednesday's class, we saw the Parampara from the Pradamaja or the firstborn Brahma to his eldest son, Jeshtaputraya Adharvana. Then, from Adharvana, Bharadwajaya, Bharadwaja, Angiras, Angira, Angiras, Bharadwaja, Bharadwajaya, to Angiras, from Angiras to Shavanaka. Now, Shavanaka, who is also known as the Mahashala or the one who has been performing great yajnas. He is the one who goes to Angiras and asks a very pertinent question, which he has not been able to find an answer due to all his, even during his strict adherence to the Vedas, Veda, the ardent rules and regulations and performance of the yajnas. Still, he has not understood or did not know what is the truth behind all of them? Yet he has heard in the Vedas that Brahman or the Sarvadishthanam or the substratum for all is the one to be known. So he goes to Angirasam and asks it. 
கஸ்மின்னு பகவோ விஜாதே சர்வமிதம் விஜாதம் பவதி ஓ பகவா மை மாஸ்டர் இன் விச் நாலேஜ் டஸ் the knowledge of being of everything reside kasmin vidyate sarvamidam vidyadam bhavati so to that question is the entire upanishad is teaching is all about started with that same thing like tasme huaja dve vidye vedidavya both have to be understood very clearly because what is right should be known not only what is right you should also know what is not wrong or what is other than that so only in in that particular situation the clarity of knowledge can happen otherwise when we are not able to clearly know what is not the reality then even if we are told that this is the reality when a appearance happens which appears to be real there is a chance for us to mistake that appearance also to be a reality so it is equally important for us to know both what is real and what is unreal therefore is a vedidavya vedidavya means must understand there is no choice given to the student para aparacha both para and apara para means the supreme apara means that which is not supreme which is mundane in the sense in that category he said tatra apara rigveda yajurveda samaveda adarvaveda shiksha kalpo vyagaranam nirittam chando jodisham iti so he categorized all the not supreme knowledge supreme knowledge which to be studied yet it is mandatory one should know all those things is the four vedas and the auxiliary vedas like shiksha kalpa vyakaranam nirutta chandam jyotishamiti we we studied this in the wednesday's class and then he says atha therefore para is what is yaya aksharam adhigamyade yaya means by which so he doesn't tell what is that knowledge he says that it is that by which tad aksharam that is immutable or indicable or permanent is adhigamyate is reached attained or understood the meaning can be of the three can meaning can happen to that adigamyate tad aksharam that aksharam sharam means which decays aksharam means that which do not decay so here aksharam can be also yesterday i told that both meaning should be kept in mind that no aksharam also has got alphabets or language indicating language also sharam means decay aksharam means that without which doesn't have a decay which means which is in its own state at all the time so both have meaning can be taken for the meaning now the next sutra is next mantra is virtually a mantra which one can by heart it and meditate upon 
because it has got all that is what is required to meditate upon. And if a person who, who has understood that word by word and what the each word stands for, it doesn't need any mantra else for meditating. The mantra goes like this. So what does it say? Yet that or which tad that is which is that is adrishyam it is not perceivable. It is not a matter or anything within the perception. Drishyam means to see or perceive. Adrishyam means that is that cannot be perceived. Now we have a feeling that perception can be only through the sense organs. But here when they say the Adrishyam, it includes all sorts of cognition which we have, we can happen, which is called perception. Anything which is giving us a cognition is to be included in the perception. So it is not a matter which it can be cognized. Agrahyam. Then the doubt can come if it cannot be perceived. Is it something which can be felt or grasped by the limbs of action. To reward of that, it is said agrahyam. You cannot touch it. You cannot hold it. You cannot use it for any purpose for your karmas or actions. So that is, and also the agrahyam means there is a meaning which also says comp comprehensive, comprehend. That means uh, it is, it is not comprehensible for either of the sense groups, both the active action or perceptual. It is beyond both the sensory inputs or the action, organs of action. Agotram. Now, gotram in the normal, the mundane parallel is belonging to the which family tradition you are belonging to is the Gotram. But here, the obviously, which is not which is not perceivable or which is not comprehensible, how can it be in any family tree? So the word Gotram here doesn't mean that of any, any family tree. Here, Gotram stands for Pralpratya is used in the Sanskrit to indicate this origin. Gotram means the from where it the big beginning takes place. So you should be very careful to understand that that which is being referred here is not a thing where the beginning takes place. Therefore, he has a lineage, or he has a parampara, or he has any tracking method by with which you can go to the source. To remove that agotram when it is said, it is not without or it is not or it doesn't have any origin of its own. Avarnam, 
varnam basically is for colors but here varnam is indicating of any type of identity or indicative means or lakshana avarnam doesn't have any type of identity with which you can identify it so it is not perceivable it is not comprehensible it doesn't have an origin or it cannot be identified with any of the indicative means with which you can say that this is that no then comes the achakshu chotram not accessible for eyes and ears so just doesn't mean achakshu and chotram all the five sense organs it is not possible for the all five sense organs not to it is not in the realm of those sensory objects it is beyond the senses tad that is also apanipadam now if you say that it is not possible for the sense organs the chances of misunderstanding that for to be for the sense of organs of action again apanipadam in you can it, it doesn't have hands it doesn't have legs so it is neither doing any action nor does have any movement so apanipadam so this brings in to condition that it is absolutely not categorizable in any of these type of groups then comes the from the all the negative things it is going to the positive aspects of it nityam nityam means eternal there is no other word for that nityam means it is there all the time vibhum and sarvagatam these two words are identical vibhu means vibhutvad vibhu vibhutva means all pervading sarvagatam means all again reaching everywhere now why a upanishad should one after the other place two words which are identical in meaning so punarukti dosha means repetitive usage of meaning will be is considered as a as a negative quality for any shastra but shankaracharya says no it is not the same meaning each one has a meaning of its own when it says vibhum vibhutva dimum that means it is spread everywhere omniscient then what does it sarvagatam means it is permeating through each and everything which is possible is where you call it as sarva sarvam asti chet eva sarvagatam bhavati that means if everything is there is something which you can define as everything then only you can say it can permeate everything so when it is a even if you feel that there are creations or appearances it is even permeating through all of them and then if it is to permeate that too is it like space the question can come because space is the only thing which we can know which is sarvagatam is is a it is permeating in everything or it everything is suspended in the space or the space is in and out and occupying that object everything so the question can come is it like space to remove that doubt is this next state next word susukshma susukshma means is the subtlest susukshma means 
beyond the subtler than the subtlest all those things which we can think it is subtler than the space to indicate that the word susushmam is used tad that brahma is avyayam vyayam means to change from like you know parinama or vivarta there are the two type of changes which are used in the technological meaning in the shastras both are being warded off by saying avyayam even for us we have physical if you look at our body we have changed from the childhood to this age which we are now right now so there is a vyayam for our sharira but what is if you look at a tree or a uh, or a river or even a mountain over a period of time everything has got changes which is happening in itself so this is something which is which you cannot see here the changeless one cannot be seen because the see the changeless one you have to be more changeless than the changeless which we call it as changeless so that idea of avyayam is just not comprehensible i mean we cannot even ideally or intellectually comprehend what does it mean by but in simple means is that it doesn't have any change it doesn't change at all from the time or even before time so time changing also is in within it so it is beyond the time also yet that or which buddha yoni yoni is the meaning is the source or the creation where from where the birth takes place buddha yoni buddha means creation everything that is created comes from that that means the created objects are coming from that or from that the creation takes place so that why this avyayam and the buddha yoning how can it go to through if there is no change in it how can the change of creation take place in it this will be explained in the next mantra so the word used to denote that confusion is the word used paripashyanti pashyanti means you are seeing it the changeless one you cannot see but when it is having changes like bhuta yoni then there is a chance that you can see that through the change through the modifications or the through the creations to ward of that the word paripashyanti is used paripashyanti means to behold now for example the word behold has got a a very simple meaning but if i tell you an example like a person enjoys beauty now beauty enjoyment is not and not a or expression which can be defined by the process of understanding the beauty that's why the famous saying no beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder we cannot express that at the same time we cannot deny deny the expressions whether it is a taste or a beauty or whether it is any of that nature of things which are 
inexpressible, but at the same time you cannot deny its presence. To, to share, to indicate that is the word Paripashyanti is used. And Dhira, most famous or most loved word by all the Upanishads, Dhira, Dhimantaha, the wise, they behold it. That means it is something possible for e, for all of us to behold this truth if we are prepared for it. We should be able to meditate upon each of these words Adrishyam Agrahyam Agotram Avarnam Achakshuchotram Tadan Apanipadam Nityam Vibhum Sarvagatam Susushmam Abhyayam Bhutayonim All those words if we meditate upon and get into the deeper meaning of the esoterical meaning of those things then you become the wise man who beholds the truth what is being told in this mantra by the Upanishad. Such is the depth of this mantra in fact, Swami Krishnananda of Divine Life Society says that the first khanda of this Upanishad itself should, become, should have been treated as a standalone Upanishad. So much is the depth of the mantras in each one of them that I got. Starting from, you know, Tasminnu Bhagavo Vitnyade Sarvam Vidam Vitnyadam Bhavadi till the end of the first khanda, which we will be seeing in the next two mantras also. So having defined or having given a glimpse of what is that, Paravidya. So Aparavidya was explained yesterday. Now in the Paravidya, he very said that para yaya acharam adhigamyate. So that yaya by which one crosses or beyond or, you know, becomes one with that aksharam. What is that is given in this mantra as this is the nature of it. If you know this nature of that reality, then you will also know what is that Paravidya. Naturally, when these things are told, any student will get into a doubt as to how can Bhutayoni be there mentioned and then how can it be, say, Abhyayam. To give more clarity towards that, the Upanishad itself uses three similes. Each one has got its own importance. Yatha yathornanabhi srijate ghrinnate cha yatha prithivya maushadaya sambhavanti yatha satap purushotma keshalomani tadaksharam sambhavatiha vishyam yatha urnanabhi srijate Urnanabi means a spider. Yatha, just as a spider webs and takes it back into itself, is the first example. The second example is Prithivyam on the surface of the earth, Aushadaya Sambhavanti. There is vegetation which is happening. Tada Purushat Keshalomani. From the human being, we see the hair and the nails growing. Like that, Aksharat Sambhavati Ihavisham. From that Akshara, Yaya Akshara Madhigamyade in the first answer. From that Akshara, Sambhavanti means happens this Visham, all this cosmos which is 
which we are experiencing. Now it looks very, very simple examples, but the meaning is different. A spider doesn't need a external material and external tools and implements to create its web. It is from its own body what it is taking for creating it. If you look at a potter, to create a pot, he needs mud which is different from him. He needs the tools and implements and the, you know, uh, other accessories for getting the final pot out of it. Same is the case with anything else, like whether it's a goldsmith or a, a carpenter or anybody who is creating something. Whereas in the case of a spider, it doesn't need anything outside. To show this that Brahma, Brahman, from that reality, this entire Vishwam, the entire cosmos, is coming without any cause. There is no material cause to create. It doesn't need anything outside. This is where it differentiates, deviates from the Sankhya philosophy. Sankhya says Purusha and Prakriti. Prakriti creates but only in the, base, in the presence of Purusha. Whereas in this example, it's very clear that Urnanabhi, Svajade, Grannateja. It doesn't need any other, either instrumental cause or material cause for creating the world, its own web. Then the question can come, does it have an intent or because it went to cast the prey? So there is a desire in it to create the web. To remove this one is the next example, Prithivyam Aushadaya Sambhavandi. From the surface of the earth, the vegetation comes, it, it doesn't have any, any intent to survive or to be alive. It is serving everyone, whether the animals or human beings or the fruits or plants or leaves or whatever it is. And when that decays, it goes back to the earth. So from where it comes, in, it's, it remains for a purpose without any self-intent or a desire. It serves the universe and then when its time is over, it decays itself, goes back to the earth. So there is no intent also in Brahma to, for the purpose of something, he has created the world. So then when comes the question comes, if that is the case, how can the Chaitanya of Brahma can create inert materials like the rock and the mud and the planets and the sun and the moon which are not having life? To, to remove that, it says, Purushat Keshalomani, the nail and the hair which is coming from a skin of a human being. It is a human being which has got life, but the growing thing on his body, like the nail and the hair, do not have any life in it. A lifeless thing, apparently lifeless thing, but not material-wise different from the man, because it is the same cells which is available in the organ. But the only thing is that they are dead cells. 
is it that that way the the world the earth and the, the stars and the moon and the sun and etc is coming there is a possibility that it can appear to be lifeless when it is creating the earth and the planets and etc but material wise it it is not different from the from the same big same big bang where it has all those things are happening the same matter is spread in the whole universe as different planets the concentration can vary but it is ultimately it is all having the same effect of the same material from which the source from where it has come it can become lifeless things like planets and in that you can have the vegetation where you look into the vegetation the vegetation is appearing to be growing with life but at the same time if you look at into the composition of the main vegetable vegetation or the human beings or anything for that matter they all of them are nothing but what you can find in the surface of the earth the same calcium carbon phosphorus nitrogen oxygen everything is the same so akshara sambhavanti iha vishyam so from that akshara which doesn't decay when even though when it has become many it has not decayed or it has not changed itself even though when it is it is there in the form of the universe which is seen outside as many in the different names and forms and appearances so with this he now goes to how did it happen then question comes to answer that is the next mantra eighth one tapasa chiyade brahma tato annam avijayate annat pranah manah satyam lokah karmasu karmasu cha amritam tapasa chiyade brahma is a very important statement with tapas chiyade means becomes is a very literal meaning actually speaking chiyade means usurjanam it is just like gross brahma tata annam abhijayade therefore from brahma annam abhijayade annam comes out or kandam is born now tapasa chiyate brahma is the cause the brahman itself is the cause for the annam to be created in the world annam here means any matter anything which is material sukshmam what is sukshmam has become gross in this case there is why it is called annam now how did it do tapasa now tapasa is the meaning which is given is has got different meanings in the depending upon what how we want to give the reference to that normal tapas is one who meditates upon brahma doesn't have to meditate upon anything thing but brahma created from brahma came the abhijayate created the annam when did it happen tapasa chiyate like example where different examples are given in the different upanishads 
somewhere it says nishwasavat like when somebody wants to do a sigh of relief or a sigh when they do a sigh you expand your chest that expansion seen in brahma is explained as a cause for appearances of the world when that sigh or the when that doesn't get that doesn't happen it is in a state of static station static situation where no contrast can be seen no movement can be seen so the movement in brahman or the pulsation in brahman which is the way in which mantukya says that is a the pulsation in the turiya pulse in the turiya is the cause for the creation whereas taitriya upanishad says that etova imani bhutani jayante eta jatani jivanti yat pravistya pisham bisandhi tadeva brahmatam that from which everything comes in which everything remains and into which everything goes that is what is brahma then ishwarasya nishyas nishyasavat is one place it says and all these places one more say one more place where it says so kamayata bahusyam prajayeti he willed so some place some commentators have used the word tapasa as willed to relate to that that sutra of the taitri upanishad he willed to become many so here he willed and therefore annam abhijayate the matter was created from him so in that all this when the will takes place something some effect takes place in the in the substratum of and annam abhijayate annam is referred here as a matter swami krishnananda or the divine life society he gives a different explains annam is it is like the starch which is required for a canvas without which you can no painter can give a painting to the cloth the cloth itself doesn't have a stiffness the stiffness comes when is when it is given starch same way the first thing which comes out before creation of the paint of brahman as vishwan so he he is complaining comparing brahman as a painter who creates everything in the in the screen of canvas for that he created first created the starch to give the stiffness to the cloth that is how he is explaining that annat prana manaha then from that comes two aspects of prana and manaha satyam lokaha karmasu cha amrutam now these words prana manaha satyam lokaha karma amrutam six of them anna included seven and if you come consider the the source brahma it is eight so this each one has a role to play for our experiences prana is called the kriya shakti or the power for action manaha is the power for intellect memory 
all those aspects of it. Satyam is that aspect of existence, Sat. Lokaha means it becomes object of perception or perceivable, the perceivability or the knowability of individualities is also an aspect which is coming out of this Anna. Then Karma, even, even if you have a Karmendriya, the Karma comes from what? When it is in engaged with, between the two of the creations, the resulting effect is called Karma. And karma, karma sucha amritam. From karma comes amritam means immortality. How does karma result to immortality is something which we have to see that. What does it say? When your prana, kriya shakti is there in us, we perceive with, with the objects outside the existence of the object and that is that is understood in the mind so prana loka satyam manaha that is the order in which it is happening and then once we know that object is existing engagement in action is called karma now karma creates therefore therefore the when he created karma he has not only just created karma. Karma here stands for the total ambit of causation and react, reaction, time and space. All are included in the word karma here. Because karma can be done only in the in a given time, at a given space, and for every every action there is a there is a reaction, and then it remains in the space and time where from the result comes as that. So all that is included in the one word karmasu. That is why it is used in the plural. But it doesn't stop that then it is once for all you have been doomed to as the, you have done the sin and you have, we are all doomed. No. It also created amrita. It also mentioned that what is from that amritam comes. Amritam means the immutability for the fruits of action, that is, when we are doing the action, the actions itself becomes the cause and effect for the continuity of the experience. Therefore, the world continuously experience is remaining for us. Us means those who are born from the, in the form of Anna and the Prana. So this continuity is the cycle which is called the birth and death for us. One who knows the source from where it has come, he is the one Yaya Aksharam Adhigamyade. The one who knows that, he is no more within the control of Prana, Mana, Satyam, Loka, Karma, Amritam. But if you do not know these facts, then you are in the Aparavidya realm where you need to know what is Rigveda, Sama Veda, Yajur Veda, Azarva Veda and the auxiliary Vedas and all those things. That is where the 
but that what you call the birth and death and the life cycle is maintained by the his from his own creation now again the angiras goes back to what it is to be like yaha sarvajnyah sarvagit asya jnanamayam tapah tasmat etad brahma nama roopam annam cha jayate what does it say yaha sarvavitnya for whom there are two words sarvavitnit and sarvajnya basically like i told you know that earlier two words were used simultaneously vibhu and sarvagatam here the sarvajnya and sarvavit these two words are synonyms but the meanings are different here even though they are synonym sarvajnya means sarvam janati idi sarvajnya one who knows everything is a sarvajnya sarvavit is one who is having everything so when you have everything you know everything no? you you if you, whatever you have you know about it but here the meanings are different so sarvajnya is because he he knows he is in the form of knowledge in everything and sarvavit he is in the form of existence in everything so sarvajnya is the awareness aspect or the knowledge aspect of itself and sarvavit is the existence aspect of so existence and sarvajnya that is why the both the words are equally important when we one who knows everything and one being everything are two different aspects of the same thing when being becomes knowing then the, the two words have the one meaning only then that time you cannot use the two words you have to use the word brahman only asya jnanamayam tapah so jnanamayam the mayat pratyaya the, the the last mayam is a pratyaya called mayat now mayat is called prachuryarthe means the entirety when we say the gold is 99.9999% pure means still there is a chance for 0.0001% not gold in that anything like that we cannot say 100% it is that but if at all we can imagine something without an iota other than that there is nothing even a speck of dust is not in it other than itself that state is called maya prachuryarthe prachuryam means entirety so whose whose identity is jnanamayam is is the what you call the entirety of knowledge not because he has become sarvajnya or sarvavit the sarvajnya sarvavit with jnanamayam becomes that it is the one which itself is as existence of everything as not or awareness of everything and the whole thing is in it jnanamayam 
and that is the tapa and that tapa here means it is his austerity or it is that is way in which he has been tapasava chiyade brahma because of this aspect of him he has the knowledge of everything he has the existence of everything in himself so he can exhibit himself as everything he can exhibit as awareness of everything that is his jnanamayam tapaha that is his austerity tasma therefore etat brahma this brahma nama roopam annam cha jayate he takes the forms and of name and forms and is creating everything out of itself yada urnana api srujate grannade like the spider making web the apparently the spider is separate the web is separate for our visual thing but where does the web material for the web come from it has not come from anywhere outside it has come from the same its own body he has created that the, the material for the web from itself we have to now consider in our own experiences when we are seeing dream how does the dream come up do we create the road and the train or the car or the fruits and the tree and the sun and the fire and the water etc including our own death if it happens in that in the dream does this all these things create something with a material or instrumental cause from outside no jnanamayam tapaha it is that it happens entire thing happens in awareness or in knowledge and we are knowledge swarupa even in the dream that experience is what we should understand to analyze that this is what exactly what when that brahman created the everything from the world outside you me everything which we see in the world outside cannot be separate from that which has created the entire world sarvam kaluidam brahma so the whole experience of multitude is only apparent multitude if you look into each detail of each of experiences in it what it all can be reduced is into jnanamayam tapaha we can reduce but the appearances as namam roopam annam cha jayate namam roopam nama is name we have given name for everything roopam is it has got a form and it is annam is in the form of a matter material so everything is a material with a name and form is born out of brahman only tada brahma ajayade therefore it is born out of brahma and this is how the first khanda of the munda first mundaga is explaining all the aspects of creation and what is brahman's real nature one who can go through these verses meditate upon that such a person will aksharam adhigamyade he crosses over the beyond decay that pure he will know his reality what he is made out of he is not made of this hands and limbs or the food he eats but these are all things which have come and go like the like the tree comes in the from the surface of earth decays into the earth 
our body comes up from the matter which we eat and it will go back into the earth what we eat it but there is these aspects of which is called jnanamayam in which like our dream comes for our experiences all experiences of dream waking and deep sleep comes from for us from our own experiences of knowledge only for us it if it is like that if for everyone it is like that and the whole brahman has created the world is also from such an individual for from where all experiences are coming my dream is for myself my world is a shared reality for with others because others are not created by me so you have a feeling that others are real so therefore a shared reality looking from the point of view who as the creator of the all where does it happen it happens in his own dream or dream in his own jnanamayam in his awareness only all these multitude and experiences are happening but when we separate out ourselves as individuals limiting ourselves to our experiences then we are not knowing from the point of view of our own true nature or the creator who has created this apparent multiplicity or diversity which has no real standing other than its own from where it has come so tasmat etat brahma namam roopam annam cha jayate it forms into the forms of name form and matter it is the one and the only one which is become many apparently not in reality with that i'll end the class today next wednesday we'll meet again with the second mundaka om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಧನ್ಯವಾದ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಅರ್ಬಿಂದ್ರಿ ಎಮ್ ಐ ಆಡಿಬಲ್ ಎಸ್ ಎಸ್ thank you sir thank you very much it was just wonderful tatra para rugvedo yajurvedah samavedo atharvavedah shiksha kalpo vyakaranam niruktah chando jyotishabhi athapara yaya tadaksharam adhigamyate especially the mantras dealt today are really really interesting and at the same time it is very difficult to understand the very intention of those mantras in the tradition it is being said that whenever we read any mantra from either from samhita or from brahmana aranyaka or from the upanishad at 12 times then only we will be able to understand certain things so arbindo ji has made our job little easy and he is so down to earth in explaining these things otherwise independently if someone approaches to these things definitely 
uh, won't be in a position. Most of the times, we will not be in a position to understand the very depth of these things. Because the same Upanishad, which is a part and parcel of the Atharva Veda, once again, Atharva Veda is nothing but the Veda only. Here, Upanishad itself is classifying these things as para and apara. And the very next mantra, which Arbindu rejected today, the sixth one, it is as Arbinduji told that it is the best, one of the best mantras from the Upanishads for the meditation. Yes, it is really. Because it, 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 it takes almost all 360 degree approaches and helping us to understand. I think one mantra will definitely help us for meditation to understand the very crux of this Upanishad, really Arbindoji, uh, very plainly, in a simple language, he, he, he could uh, tell us what exactly what the intention of this, how the Upanishad is talking negatively in the, uh, in the initial stage, then how it is so positive, how to look at it, and in the seventh mantra, even the examples are superb. One can Imagine, these all illustrations and examples will always uh, help us to understand the exact, the intention of furniture. Sometimes we know that in Parampara, the same examples, when we cling to these examples, we will be misled. That's also possible. It, uh, it has happened in, 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 in Paramparas. We have seen that. But Upanishads is trying all his best to give you the best knowledge of the Upanishads. That's why the very, the example of the spider, the spider brings out in its web from within its own body. And again it takes back within itself. What a, what a wonderful the examples. Likewise, it, 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 it goes to the, the vegetables uh, which we grow on the earth. Are, and the hair appears from the body of a living person. In the same manner, this world arises from Akshara Brahman, and that is the eternal Brahman. This very, very, the examples which is cited in the Upanishads gives us a really very good hint. Sometimes it is said that a single mantra, a single, a portion, a part of the mantra, is enough, is enough sometimes. Otherwise, the whole four Vedas will not be in a posi position to convince us. But that the job being done by the Upanishads actually, it conveys the things very directly. E even if we meditate on the examples given, we will be able to understand that. And the next mantra, which uh, the eighth one is, it is really, really, uh, when it says that tapasa, the word, Arbindoji actually focused on that and told what does it mean tapasa for the Parabrahman. And it, 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 it gives the references to the Anna. Here, uh, in a tradition from the other hand, when the God, the very Parabrahman creates, 
he will have to create the very what we call uh, in the beginning when we say that this srishti is it is in between the true nothingness here nothingness is not the what the buddhas or what the nihilistic people are called no what the referring the reference here the very thought that brahman that he will expand it's it's his lila so he thought that he will expand so arbindaji explained it very beautifully how he expands so he creates the annam and from that anna the prana and from that the manas and from that the satya and the karmas because the words and the karmas and other things will you know being created uh, there is other way to understand these things beautifully here when it comes that wherever he is creating the annam arvind was told that annam is doesn't mean that it is only the thing the food that's very very correct because along with that you may take it in different sense also the brahman is creating the abhimani devatas also when he creates uh, lakshmi she she is addressed as the prakriti she is the annam then comes from anna she is the vayu she she creates a vayu because in the rigveda and the ambrini sutra talks about these things that the capacity of mahalakshmi and all then the hiranyagarbha the vayu the chaturmukha brahma who who creates then uh, 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 other goddesses will come there is different way to understand arbindoji made it very simple how it happens upanishads are such a gigantic uh, you know uh, wisdom actually trying to give a whole lot of ideas in a very 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 short uh, mantras we are fortunate to have sri arbindoji he is trying Uh, to help us to understand these things from a very uh, we all know even he has reminded many a times that he is just showing a finger to the moon that we will have to once again uh, read these things in the light of the commentaries of the acharyas but the very beginning which he shows the ways really wonderful uh, arvindo ji i thank you very much thank you very much for this session uh if the members have any questions you can ask arbindo ji he will clarify and uh, after having a discussion session in this room for this the relevant questions then we will reopen the room for a general discussion as usual thank you thank you Thank you, Jyotibhita Ji, uh, Arvind Ji. Thank you again. Um, is it uh, in verse eight? Uh, is it important to to talk about or to to ask about uh, Anam and Prana, these forces, and and how they come about? They are basically. appearances of the same brahm with namam roopam annam jayate namam roopam means name and form annam means the 
the matter which we, which we give a name and form. So all those things which we call it as prana, mana, all those things are nothing but that pulsation which is experienced in awareness, which itself appears to have a matter separate from the reality. The, the real import of the mantra is in such a that if we forget that source as appearing as all the other things and take the name of prana, mana, karma, etc., 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 as independent reality, then you are you are divorced from the truth. Then these realities become realities separately without the substratum. This is what normally happens or what happens in our day-to-day -day experience. We do not see the substratum. We always deal with the you know, it is like the, the, the sailing boat, which is using the wind for the sail. It will, or a, or a person who is doing a wave, um, what you call, uh, what you call, surfing in a wave. For him, the sea is not a reality. As long as he surfs, he is only watching the wave, the movement of the water. For him, wave is a reality, not the sea. But a person who knows, who is not surfing, who is not taking the surfing as an entertainment or an activity, for him, he sees only the ocean. The waves are nothing but an appearance of the ocean in the form of waves. This is exactly how we are to say that the name and form which we see in the world outside, whether it is a car, whether it's a tree, whether it's a planet, whether it's a dog or whether it's a human being, whatever the name and form it has got, there is that substratum without which none of them these will exist. And it is proven to us, us by our experience that when we do not have the awareness of that in our deep sleep, even the I, which we call it as you and me, we say I, even that I is, a, is an appearance in that awareness. That jnanamayam or the pratyana khanam is another word which is used in another Upanishad. Pratyana khanam means it is the solid knowledge or the solidity. Nothing other than that is there in it. That is what we have to look for. The names and forms do not give any importance to that. They are all nothing but the same thing appearing as many. The one who knows this, he is the one who goes acharam adhigamyade. He is the one who crosses over to that undecaying or non-decable or immortal Brahman. He will know his own nature. All through these Upanishads which we have been discussing and which we will be discussing in nature, do not look from a external viewpoint of view, make it always that 
the upanishad is talking to our real nature our own our own reality what with which we are all existing that is what the the upanishad is indicating but the problem is that if we do not do that we will get entangled with the name and form and the appearances and the explanations required for that where you will be taken away from the truth not towards the truth if that is what is important i i totally accept the answer but the creation is so magnificent i don't know how it, i don't know how rishis can overlook the creation it's not to say that the underlying reality the creator is not to be understood and not to be revered and and to be understood on on all levels not to say that that shouldn't be the focus but i just i can't get away from the fact that uh advaita bypasses this almost as if it doesn't have an explanation this is why i'm suspicious it, the the creation is so magnificent it's so complex it's so intertwined it it it, it co-arises and it's it's not to say that i'm distracted by it but it's it's a wonder in itself and and so it's like you we 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 just quickly bypass this to say don't you know don't look at it's like a magician in the and the and the and the trick and the card trick you're looking for how it was pulled off in this case there's no trick to it there's just this wonder like the material prana itself the material of the you know of the universe were were told to ignore it in that sense Advaita never Advaita never says to ignore anything. Advaita says that all the wonder is his. It is that which is appearing as wonder, not separate from it. Your entire wonderful dream, the entire beauty and experiences of the dream, did it have anything other than your own knowledge or your own awareness of it? you can have the grandeurs of the most grandeur dream in your world in your experience but whether the most pleasant one or most horrendous one where does it happen it cannot have an independent existence it can be the wonder of the wonder no doubt but where does that wonder or the horrendous experience have the reality the reality is of whose of the experience no the experiences are were where can the experiences exist that is what is to be seen i thank you and i totally accept it like i'll never get away from the fact that it's magnificent
it's so wondrous and how it was done and how it was created the creator itself it's it's beyond words once you realize that the the creator behind the wonders and you know that reality you will see these wonders have got a beautiful much more much more beautiful or much more uh, valued experience which you will enjoy we'll feel that this what you thought was wonder was minuscule in front of that thank you so much Hello, Arvind Ji. Hello. Hello. Yeah, all you know, great and awesome narration of the entire sequence. And Pragnana Ghana says it all. And Akshara, you know, but this whole the whole confusion is coming from the fact this creation is seen in uh, three different eyes. ఆది భౌతిక ఆధ్యాత్మిక ఆది భౌతిక ఆది దైవిక అండ్ ఆధ్యాత్మిక వెన్ ద సియర్ పర్సీవింగ్ డిఫరెంట్లీ బికాస్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్షియలీ రియల్ ఫార్ ఆది దైవిక ఇట్ ఇస్ ద మెజిషియన్ ఐ ఫర్ ఆధ్యాత్మిక వన్ హూ సీస్ ఇన్ ద వే ఉపనిషత్ లేడెడ్ అవుట్ the very upanishad is not dissecting this way and telling you know you have to shift the way you understand it, it is not going into that you know uh, a dimension of explaining why it is like this hence shift the the seer can be shifted to higher awareness uh, hence the upanishad can be fully perceived uh, why it is not happening this way it it gives you know sankhya gives certain you know variety and this upanishad gives certain variety for creation uh, it explains why how it is created but it doesn't explain the seer uh, you know seeing this why it is like this that is exactly what it is said the adi vaudika adhidaiviga adhyatma are all mere names only from different aspects of experience but all experience are jnanamayam tapaha it is that tapas or that austerity or the purity in which the jnana that the these things can even exist if with the without that without that jnana jnanamayam in which it is it is nothing but the pulsation of knowledge or pulsation of awareness which you differentiate is the name in the form of name and form and then you call it as they have got reality their their reality is borrowed reality from that knowledge part of the jnanamayam or the substratum of that. the reality of the colors of the tree or a mountain on a painting has no reality of existence unless the existence of the canvas is giving them the existence the colors cannot even remain as colors and in the form of trees or the mountains in a painting without the substratum giving them the reality of the solidity or where they can exist 
their existence comes from the existence of the canvas. Same way, all the name and form have existence in the ultimate existence of Sat. And that Satyam or that Sat is nothing but other than Brahma. It eventually negating everything to the substratum. It's a classic Vedantic Marga. Negate everything and see from there. That's the core message, uh, if, I if I put it this way. Is it right, Harbidoji? Uh, no, it is not negating it. It is, it is approving everything, enjoy everything, shared reality or wonder, as Patrick says, or as you say, Adi Bhavdika, Adhyatma, or Adi Daivika. Anything which you say is in experience. And that experience, multitude may appear to be the multitude of experience, but when you resolve to your own personal point of view, not from your sense organs, from your own cognition point of view, or from your own experience when it comes, is it all not reducing but to knowledge or the awareness? That is what is to be understood. Once you know that, the whole wonder, beauty, whatever names and forms you have in the world, you know that their, their existence and their reality is in awareness. But there is no separate called, called your awareness, my awareness, the object's awareness or the world awareness or anything. There is only one awareness. And that satyam, chit sat, jnanamayam, tat jnanamayam or pratyanaghanam, in which when tapasachiyade brahma, when that, you know, expansion takes place. So, when it expands, you call it as Big Bang and the whole creation comes. When the expansion goes down, you can say the whole world will collapse. The explosion and implosion are nature, nature of awareness. The explosion took place when we woke up in the morning. The whole world came as an explosion in front of us. When we say explode, mean the world, ex world of experience exploded in front of us. It is not that you know, you are, one object came followed by another object, came by another object. The entire world came out in one stroke in front of you. When you went into deep sleep, the whole world collapsed into nothingness from your point of view. But you still do not want to accept that the world has existence without my presence. When I am not there, the world will still exist is from the point of view of when you are identifying these two things are separate. When you see that awareness has existence only in awareness, that awareness is there in you or a person who is not sleeping or the whole world. It is all, everything is in awareness. When you are not experiencing it, the awareness is there. But you are not experiencing it. But your awareness is not gone. Same way your idea of your individual existence is also an awareness. Existence of your individuality is also an awareness in existence. That individuality, when it goes, you call it as death. The individuality is not there. It can be a brain-dead person 
or a, you know it can be a person who is physically dead both the cases doesn't matter it's all still in awareness only we call it as from a third party point of view that the body is alive he is in coma or he is he is dead he is no more there all those things word is the reality come from the reality comes from awareness of the individual of the world or the people who are sharing that all this everything is happening in awareness tell me one thing which can exist without awareness which is there in, without in awareness there is nothing called existence and awareness also as separate which was all told in one of the mantras here we knew that both existence and awareness are on the same thing right so what ultimately comes is that we need to train our perception or the cognition in such a way that establishing in what is our real nature then look at the world don't look at the experiences of the world to know who you are that you can never get it because the experiences of the world is there only when you are experiencing it that time when you are an experiencer you cannot know the experiencer but you can know the experiences when you are not associating with the experiences as awareness you when you know yourself as awareness you will see that that world which you thought has independent existence is also in your own awareness that is where you have to resolve the whole thing to this is very nice harbindar ji prajnana and prajnana ghana says it all so thank you so much i was little confused about this uh, particular shloka tapsa chiyate brahma so would you say that uh, it is uh, this particular shloka is only uh, in relation to the gyani or the knower because uh, actually there is no expansion but uh, this is only when he comes to know about through austerity or whatever tapsa is is being done he then nama rupa that is the next shloka is there so the nama rupa and differentiation is happening and then all these things are coming into place so would you say that this was in relation to the like for person if you are telling to a person so this was in relation to the gyani and actually there is no expansion of brahma because brahma is everywhere brahman is everywhere right you have to understand from the point of view of that previous shlokas dve vidye veditavye you have to know both para and aparavidya para has been said in one word yaya aksharam adhigamyate that's all there is nothing more to tell about it that which is beyond all words or that which is beyond all dk is that to to expand that he went into the further explanations that adrishyam agrahyam alakshyam agotram avanipadam achakshuchotram 
all those explanation is from the point of view that possibly when i say yaya aksharam adhigamede the student can misunderstand it to be something like that for that the both the positive and, and the but in the positive way and negative way he explains everything understood that even that will not become clear to the student because in the aparavidya he has understood because it is shavanaka mahashala who has learned the entire aparavidya who has gone to ask this question so for him the world of experience is real so to negate something which is real and experience the snake is real unless and until you know the rope is the reality of the snake or the ghost is the reality of the ghost you cannot take out the attention of the experiencer from what he is experiencing so even though these examples were given given adrishyam roopam lakshanam apani padam all those things were given the attention of the student or the listener is in the multiplicity of the work so he has to give a beginning that all these things are starting from brahma tapasachi yade brahma so then what happens is that the student can resolve one by one whatever he has experienced like karma amritam satyam nama roopa annam all those things tread treading backward he can reach to the brahma tadas tasmad annam ajayata so therefore from from that is the annam which is coming means the material or the solidity or the expressions of itself in the form of ex- solid experience or the experience now if if the space unless something happens in the space to contrast itself you cannot know space but space has a quality which can carry sound in it so shabdam is a lakshanam by which you can know space not by any other means and that aspect of space shabdam here explains that the vibration in the space is what is called the sound the vibration of the space itself is what is producing the sound not need not be air alone even communications are taking place all over the world all over the space how do communication takes place in the form of vibrations you call it as different waves that's a different issue for from human point of view but look at it what they are vibrations pulsations so tapasa chiyate that brahma which is not having any intent or into anything to do with it because it is full it has no desire it has nothing which is prompting it to do anything but from your experience and point of view the whole world is there so i have to give you an explanation which should not contribute contributes in such a way that i will be 
misguiding you not to the real brahma but to a brahma which is different this is what happened in the prakriti purusha case here i am saying it is the same brahma which is appearing as the world whereas purusha is separate prakriti is separate so that the, because from through the prakriti they could not connect it to the purusha or the brahma this is where advaita ham has an answer for that and it is not that it is something which has been concocted or made something it is there in the vedas and the upanishads the upanishad itself the same upanishad speaks about it from where we think that prakriti purusha is separate it has told about prakriti purusha from the point of view of the world of experiences there is chetana and there is jada jada and chetana but jada and chetana are not two separate things there is only one when the chetana is not in motion you call it as jada that doesn't mean it doesn't have chaitanya to that is why the tapasatiya de brahma he is saying that that experiences which you are having maintaining is nothing from that same brahma and for that you can you okay let us give an example that it was his expansion or will to become many which with which it became many this is how you have to see the answer as thank thank you for the message yeah just wanted to say hi all yeah namaste yeah i enjoyed it very much very nice session like just wanted to say thank you thank you very much Shrinivas, I have to ask you, are you left in that same awe that I am? Oh, fuck. <laughs> just the question, just uh, go with the question. I mean, the Upanishad itself, the, the knowledge that they had itself is, is so profound, but the creation itself is so profound. that which creates it is so profound i'm just left in awe yeah i think uh, yeah i i heard your question and uh, the only thing i thought to myself like how i understood it was uh, uh, it goes beyond that right like if everything was an awe in your life there is no problem and if there is no problem there is no solution required and there is no need to pursue any vidya or anything so yeah it's only when the non aap or part of your life comes and uh, like for example the most common thing that is told in vedanta is about your death right so when you start so now it, it's a very slippery slope from a very nice or bliss to a very uh, uh, bringing on all the troubles on yourself uh, like thinking of uh, fearing something fearing someone will do something or something will my money will be lost or my i will lose my family i will lose my job. yeah this is a, this is a very slippery slope so from that or you just have to take one step and you will be in a slippery slope so yeah i think if if one can be in that or all the time in his life then for him nothing is said i guess so for, uh, there is no need to do any contemplation or sub, of the subtraction so it's uh, yeah I, i guess there is no medicine required if there is no disease kind of that, that was what i was thinking when you were asking the question nice yeah That's a great way of putting it. Thank you. Arvind, great session. 
i just wanted to say that upanishad you know this particular upanishad allows anyone to claim they are enlightened because anyway it is a paravidya just wanted to point out thank you yeah i think later on if i'm not wrong there is some shloka which probably says exactly the same thing that everybody is like absolutely equally qualified to or to attain and later or something like that I forgot what exactly i don't know but something like that comes up later let me which i'm looking forward to kind of then everything comes from that how can there be multiplicity or a up and down race racism or uh, you know superior inferior all those things are created in illusion in your ignorance you create all of them they they are not even attributes on the individual there is it is notions created by humanity for either creating division or destroying humanity itself but from the point of view that there is neither creation nor destruction so if if that is a notion and somebody is playing around it's a play of a child it will watch without interfering let the child play with the sand castle being built and kicked by his own foot what does the father get or mother get worried about it no if they will just watch the child killing a castle and breaking it like that yeah yeah i think advaita doesn't need any selling points but this is the biggest selling point like nothing solves any practical problems yeah it all feels sometimes i know people talk about it like maya vada or unpractical it is only in your head but for me too it is very practical and and it is the way to <clears throat> like how, how all problems like especially the things like discrimination and all those modern evils also i, I don't think anything else can even come close to dealing with such problems see we can see that you know there's no test for anything because by definition it cannot have any test right om shri gurubhyo namaha hari shri om ओम भद्रम करणे विष्णु यामदेवा भद्रम पश्ये मक्षिर्यजत्रिंगम सुस्तनूभि वशेम देवहितुदायु स्वस्ति नयींद्रो रुद्रश्रवा स्वस्ति नूषा विश्वेदा स्वस्ति नस्ताक्षो अरिष्टने स्वस्ति नो बृहस्पतिदा ओं शाति 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 ओं नमो ब्रह्मणे नमो अस्वे नम पृथिव्यै नम ओषधिभ्य नमो वाचे नमो वाचस्पति नमो विष्णुवे बृहते कौमी ओं शाति 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 शो मित्र शुण शो भवत्मांद्रो बृहस्पति शो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायु तुमे प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मासी तुमे प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्या ऋत वदिष्या सत्यम वदिष्या तन्मावत तद्वक्तावत अवतु मं 
अवतु वक्तारम ओम शांति 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 ओम सक्षम योरावरणी महे गातुम यज्ञाय गातुम यज्ञपतगे दैवी स्वस्तिरस्तन स्वस्तिर्मानुषेभ्य ऊर्धम जिगातु भेषम शो अस्तु द्विपदे शम चतुष्पदे ओम शांति 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 ओम सहना सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवाहे तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मा विद्विषावहे ओम शांति 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 ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमद पूर्णमुच्यते पूर्णस पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्यते ओं शांति 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 श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ नमस्कार थैंक यू थैंक यू चतुर्वेदी थैंक यू पैट्रिक थैंक यू ऑल थैंक यू